Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito and I am the creator and host of this podcast. I am joined each episode by Lainey Edelman, our outstanding self-taught podcast producer. We would love for you to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a new episode. We would also appreciate a rating and review of the podcast when subscribing. We're also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook at Louisiana Ladies Podcast. Additionally, you can reach us by email at louisianaladiespodcast at gmail.com. everyone we are back with another episode of louisiana ladies and once again we have a fabulous guest um but we are gonna have kate cook do the introductions today who is not the co-host today (laughs) she's gonna be the host and she just told me she was very nervous about this yes well you threw it on me at the last second well i mean like why would i tell you beforehand okay so does this mean i get a spot in the intro actually (laughs) let's i know sorry that's a lot of work that's a lot of work (laughs) I'm Every sorry. week I listen to it and I shed a tear. Well, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really. I'm okay. I'm, I'm happy with what I was I, listening <laughs> to last week's episode and I was like, oh, we yeah. didn't put Kate in there. We, we haven't. It's a long story. You have right? to re-record. We the have whole to re-record. Yes. Right. So. Okay. Intros are difficult. I didn't know this. It's okay. We'll set aside a time and make a new one. Okay. <laughs> maybe <laughs> after our, the office renovations. Maybe for our new season. Oh, our new season. Which is, oh, yeah. It'll be season three? Season four. three? Season oh, four. four. Oh, season God. four. Season four. <laughs> we are on it today. Okay. We so, are on it today. Y'all want to hear, I'm going to tell you a story really quick since this is, this is going to totally, un, this is going to make so much sense when I tell it. And this is actually kind of embarrassing, but you know, we're vulnerable here on Louisiana. We ladies. are vulnerable. And Cora here. is our guest and we will get to Cora. Uh, yes. She's I like, what's we up? have a literal I that celebrity. I knew this would happen. Too. I shouldn't have been nervous. She's like, Kate, you're going to host. And then she's like, ladies and gentlemen, it's Melissa Torito. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, because I didn't know it was season three, and I just don't, I don't know, I'm kind of out of it. Um, last night, me and Patrick were, um, I was preheating the oven, and I was like, it smells like there's food in there. And we've been out of town for a week. We left onion rings in the oven. <laughs> the whole time you were gone? Yeah. No. They didn't stink or anything. I guess that's the the beauty of okay. processed food. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the onion rings <laughs> were nice and crisp when I found out that they were still So you had cooked them before gone. you went to the beach and then started to recook them? I think that me and Patrick were heating up leftovers the night before we left for the beach. And in full disclosure, the three days before we left for the beach were a royal shit show. And so I was drinking wine and trying to get packed for the beach. Oh, my And gosh. we didn't even eat till nine. So we're yeah. like, um, so when did we do that? <laughs> this is last time. Okay, I actually love this because every time I go to preheat the oven, I open it and look in it first. I have to double check. I, I and I, well, now I, have, I will. I have brought this back to like a childhood memory of the Gremlins movie. And if anybody has ever seen Gremlins, yes. there is a microwave scene. And I think it imprinted on me as a child. 
I think that's why I always check my oven. But anyway, Ross kind of teases me about it, and I'm going to mention this onion ring gate as uh, a reason to always like Absolutely. check it no. first. See, yeah. I saw a post where some woman threw her kid's elf on the shelf in the <gasps> oven to hide it, and, and then turned turn the oven on. And so I always think about that, not that there will be an elf on the shelf in my well, oven I mean, ever. at least mine yeah. was food, right? Yes. And so then I told Could've my friend worse. Marta, who came to stay with us, and Patrick gave her grief about leaving a light on. Like Patrick was like, Marta, you left the bathroom light on. And she was like, no, I didn't. And he was like, yes, you did. So she tells me, she's like, you tell Patrick, y'all left onion rings in the oven. Similarly, but luckily different. One time I was like doing my laundry and switching it around and my cat, I didn't realize she got <gasps> in the dryer and was sitting there and I closed the door. Like I had turned around, like I hadn't noticed she had popped in. So I like closed the door, went about my whole day and like two or three hours later, I was like, where is Dilly? When I went back later to go check and like do the laundry, I was like, man, I really haven't found her. She just zoomed right out of the dryer and I was like, I mean, nothing was in there, but I could have started the dryer. I was about to throw a sweatshirt like right in there. Totally sideways. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good uh, segue into introducing you, uh, Cora, to, you know, um, from almost killing your cat in the dryer. Um, So (laughs) the world knows Cora as an artist. This Cora Barhorse. Yes. Um, but I know her as like my one of my favorite cross country yes. runners ever. Yeah. You called me Coach Cook and it made me I know. Me I will heart. keep saying Coach Cook and I really, I'll work on it to say Kate because like. But I kind of well, love gonna it. I'm going to work on it. But you know, you are like Coach Cook. I like, love it. I know. It's really funny when I tell people, they'll be like, do you know Kate Cook? And I'm like, oh, Kate. Yeah, I do. But um. <laughs> Yeah, so I did cross country for St. Joseph's where Coach Cook. Um, and was she you a still good coach? do, do you? I, I do. Was she oh, she was coach? the best coach. Oh, I will say that. Coach. I will say that to either of their faces too. You oh, know, yeah. but do we you, have special. Do you know why Coach Cook runs? I because of Melissa Torita. No way! Yes. I never knew that. I didn't. I my dirty little secret is that I did not run in high school. I didn't. Yes, start I remember until, you told us that. Yes, yeah, I save it till y'all are like upper class. Wait, I've seen the picture of y'all doing. The races. Is we the we one? did like the Crescent City Classic yeah, together many be. years. It was in your PowerPoint you made that we remember. Yes, I, I was in a PowerPoint. You were in my PowerPoint. Oh my gosh! Yes. So every summer at camp, she makes a PowerPoint, or everyone has to make a PowerPoint. And the other two male coaches are like, "Here are my kids, whatever." Coach Cook goes, "Okay, here's my high school boyfriend. Here's yeah. the pictures <laughs> of us at prom. Here's my husband. Like, and here's me. And that was y'all doing runs, and then also pictures of you in." Aubrey could call you. Yes. Or Dijon. Dijon yeah. Yeah. She was so cool. I know. Yeah. Yes. They were part of like the beginning of my running yes. journey. And then fun fact. So the head coach before Mark Lahe was Sam Young. Yes. Um, rest in peace. He passed away this summer. Yes. So uh, he kind of got my cross country career started. But um, coach Sam was a very particular man and he really liked to handpick his assistants. And when Christian Kenamore um, retired as his assistant, he was reaching out to specific people to be his new assistant. Yeah. And somehow one of those people actually reached out to you, Missy T. And on my last day as a teacher at St. Joseph's, you forwarded me the email and you're like, I have no time. I think you were sitting for the CPA oh, at the time. Oh, they asked me to be so an assistant? It's somebody who he had asked. She reached out to you, like an alum. And then she was like, oh, oh my math this. teacher, Miss Torito, loves to run. Maybe she she wants to do it. and That's so sweet. In my memory, it was maybe around the time you were sitting for the CPA and you forwarded it to me. So anyway, I reached out to Coach Sam and one thing led to another. I coached with him for two years and yes. I've been coaching with Mark for 
however I mean, many, I am 12, just, 11. I am just so influential in Kate Cook's life. You're it, so important. It really is amazing, like, the ripple effect that it people is. have, you know, on your life. I forgot about that, but now I, I remember, and I think yeah. I was like, yeah, no. But yeah, <laughs> I did cross country at St. Joseph's, and then Coach Cook, like, Coach Mark Moore worked with, I was not the um, star of the team, let's put it that way. <laughs> that okay, I was running, I did it. Senior year, I did more management stuff because I was doing, I was student body president of St. Joseph's at the time, so I couldn't like no fully commit to anything. <laughs> like I just could not. The, what did you said about Coach Cook? I did hit every red light to every practice because I was always running late from some other meeting. Mm-hmm. So I would just like run with the team, but I couldn't like commit fully. So we spent... A lot of time already together because you were always like with me and Annalise mm-hmm. and Camille Webb, Aww. and then senior year it was like me and you at every race. Like we we would zone out everyone else because we had to like take times and keep like Coach Mark wants it as specific as possible. He would love to know if I could measure out strides, like if I could get an inch ruler. Like mm-hmm. he's super particular, and we would zone everyone out and be on our like whiteboards and stuff, just like writing it all down and like going like so focused just the two of us and we'd be like shh you can't talk to us like to anyone else and I'm very particular about who I let help me with yes. splits and ties because Mark is very meticulous and so particular it's very so hard. is, is I, Mark Laura Lahe's dad yes okay. yeah, just making yes. sure I got this connection right mm-hmm. I still yeah. have the app that was like eight dollars that I bought because it was like the app that we $8 were like this is for an app. we were like this yes. is the best timing app and, and I remember I still use it for stuff sometimes and I'm like I gotta get my money's worth and let me tell you do not delete it because they don't make it anymore no. and so it is like a big deal Chronotype. anytime yes, that's what it's called that's yes. what it's called and it's so good anytime i update my phone or whatever that is the thing i panic about yes. is will i lose my timing app i know and i remember i graduated and then i came back to come watch some of my like little sisters at saint joseph's do a race and you were like would you actually help me time yeah. this and i was helping you time it and we were like wait <laughs> i'm gonna cry like it's back you were like forgot how good you are at this I can't teach one of these <laughs> girls to be this good because I'm also very like focused when I I'm very yeah so we're, we were a very good team with like tracking names the recording yes yeah we were a duo if this sure. is what that requires I would have been a terrible assistant yeah, you might have gotten fired. I would have. Because I would have been like, bird. I like, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, no, and like Cora said, you have to zone people out because at the different places the parents want to come talk to you. Yes. Alumni runners, runners that aren't in that race, they want to come talk to you, and you just have to zone had, them out. We each had like a board, and we'd use it to be like, I'm sorry right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, sorry, I'm very important. Yeah. We were like, Anna went to our Met Gala, like holding up the board, being like, sorry, we're focused. Yeah, not we're, now. Yeah. Not now. Yeah. Well, I love, I love focus. I know. So, um, look at you. I was, I was ready for you to ask the first question. Okay. So I was going back to you. Oh, oh, I thought you were about to, I was like, (laughs) we're we're, we're both very feisty. I'm a little feisty. I'm I'm just a little feisty. Yes. Um, okay. So Cora, tell us your story. Like, where are you from? Obviously you went to St. Joseph's, but give us the whole scoop. So I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I went to St. Joseph's. I went to LSU And when I went to LSU, I kind of didn't know my place at first. Like, I felt very strongly connected to St. Joseph's. And then I went to LSU, and I kind of, like, I bopped around doing a lot of things. I could not find, like, what was right for me. Um, I actually got the opportunity to, like, study abroad. And I was like, okay, maybe this will fix things. Because, like, I don't have a major. All my friends seemed to figure out what they were doing, like, immediately. And I was, like, so lost. And what what did, don't you have to ch- declare a major at LSU? Oh, I declared every major, like all the ones <laughs> on the list. My little brother is 
like a doing this kind of same thing now. And I'm like, Charles, what I tell you, what I did was I printed out the list of majors at LSU and I took a red pen and just started scratching through ones. Like I was like, never, no, no aerospace engineering, no this. And like, I was narrowing it down and I still like kind of couldn't figure it out. And then I was like, you know, I've always wanted to do stuff with art. I've always painted, but I kind of couldn't find the way to do that as a career path. And I really didn't see myself being able to, I'm very like, focus-minded. I'm very, like, detail-oriented. I really didn't see doing all the different art courses at LSU as the way that I could find my career in that same sense. Mm -hmm. So as I was, like, doing things, I was like, you know what? I've always loved history and art. I really think my, like, calling might be to work in a museum. And so I started pushing toward that. I got the opportunity to work at LSU Museum of Art, work at Ann Connolly Gallery, and started figuring out, like, what would be right for me, what I could do. And then when the pandemic hit, right before that, I had told people I would just make gifts for Christmas, like anything, like send me a picture of your dog, I'll draw it on a piece of paper, you know, like, I mean, that sounds lame, but you know, like I was painting random people's dogs, like anything they wanted, pictures of their grandma's house. And then I ended up making like, and this is $1 million in college student money. I made $2,000 in like a month and a half. And I've I was $1 million to me. I was yes. like, this is the job. And I was like, well, maybe I could do something, but I really couldn't. I still couldn't see that being like a big career. And then when the pandemic hit and I got furloughed from my job at the museum and they had nothing for us to do, I was like, well, let me just figure out what the opportunity might be here. You know, if I just give this time and like work toward it. And I had ended up, had some really cool opportunities with um, like a, what do you call it? A photographer had asked me if she could photograph some of my work and I was like, yeah, for free. And I didn't realize what I was being offered was like a full branding photo shoot, something people pay like thousands of dollars for. And so that got me on the path to start doing paintings. And so when I went back in the fall, I was painting so much and making money doing all these pop-ups and paintings and customs that it no longer made sense to be paid. I think they pay $10 an hour at the museum. And so I put in my notice at the museum and I've been doing it ever since. And then I've been full-time since last May, which is so exciting. This, it, love a good uh, entrepreneur story. I know. My only regret, and I think you'll love this, is that I wish I had started as an accounting major at LSU because that was probably my favorite class. I did intro to accounting. (laughs) An artist who likes accounting? I just loved it. I didn't know what I was going to do. I couldn't, I didn't even think about doing anything in business like that never like called like came to my brain and then I decided I was going to get a business minor because I'm like well if I'm going to be in a winter and run the Met one day I need to you know have a small business idea so I I think that's a great yeah so I decided to do like the business minor and the first class I signed up for was like accounting 1001 yeah I love that and I finished the first test and I was like oh that went really well I feel like and then the teacher emailed me and she was like hey will you come to my office on Monday and I was like Okay, did it go really bad? And then she called me and she was like, you got the best score in the entire class. Like we had to curve the test 15 points. So you got an 115. Nice. And I was like, oh my gosh. thank you. Um, <laughs> sorry. And then she was like, I really see. And she had actually been a St. Joseph's alum and she had daughters there. And she was like, I want to talk to you. And she was like, there's a lot of opportunities for women doing this. She was like, what do you think about changing your major? And I was like, I have changed my major so many times. The average major number time is five. Oh, I that's officially, perfect. I was five. Yeah, okay. I officially changed mine seven times, but uh-huh. I unofficially had changed it and, like, not messed with it a few more times. And I was like, look, I've changed it so many times. And she was like, well, just think about it this semester. And I kept doing well, and I kept talking to her. And I actually was on the track to, like, change my major and stay an extra year. 
But when the pandemic hit, I was like, I just want out. Like, I want to start doing this. I feel so strongly about it. And now I tell, I'm like, I wish I just stayed one more year. And then I could have sat for the CPA exam. Like, I was on track to do everything. Yeah, I mean, like, I think you would be the only CPA slash artist ever, And, and ever it's just, like, one thing. World. Even if I maybe even didn't sit for the exam, I would have had, like, the, the knowledge. whole knowledge of it. Because I only ended up taking, like, four courses, you know. And I'm like, there's still so many gaps here. And especially, like, I think you'll appreciate this. They don't teach debit and credits no. in a accounting 1001. Um, so I, I got to two or whatever they call it. And I had to go to the professor. I was like, Hey, so they, um, my professor from last semester emailed you. I don't know what a debit and credit is. And she was like, I don't know how to teach the ABCs to someone. She was like, let me, let me think about this. She was like, can you come back tomorrow? I'm going to like figure out how to teach someone debits and credits when they've already finished a whole semester of accounting. Like it was very yeah strange. And I had to like fill in my brain with like very well, strange. So now that you're a business owner, do you feel like, is that kind of what makes you think if I had more accounting knowledge? It'd be yeah. I mean, it would just be worth it to yeah. feel more comfortable yeah. doing it and feel like just more confident. And I just, I think that's one thing that LSU could improve on that they are now starting to improve on. The new thing is if you, and I probably would have done art maybe from the beginning if they did it this way. The new way they format doing art as a major is you have to have a second major and they are cutting away the fact that like to graduate as an art major, you need to have X amount of classes in graphic design, X amount of classes in sculpture. And it ends up being so much that it's not just intro and experimenting. It's like you are overwhelmed with stuff that you might not actually use and it's tons of hours and that's what it didn't appeal to me. But now instead they want you to do something like double major in marketing and art like that would have been or accounting and art like yeah. that's so much more it sets you up for so much more success and so much more like reliable work but at the same time you still get that experimentation and that thought process behind doing a course at LSU with a teacher who has been painting for you know some of them have been painting for like 40 plus years yeah so my friend uh, graduated in studio art I think yes and so like but that was I mean she I mean she's super talented she's did a painting another painting for my house but she um I just remember like we lived together she was constantly at yeah. that studio working on projects right. till like midnight. That, and and that's the what, only place she could really go because I think that there was all the supplies there. Right. And, she went, and I was like, friend that I had that was, I was like, in this some is sort intense. of art was crazy. I had a good friend who did um, interior design and it's already a five year program. Right. And like she was always staying up super late, like you said, at the studio doing projects. It's very intense with the way of like, it sets you up a lot for like, okay, you, you have to finish a project on time. That's great. But there's some like reliable skills that they are now pushing more since even I left LSU, which mm -hmm. I think will set people up for a lot more success and a lot less frustration with like students feeling like, okay, I'm talented. Why am I not succeeding? Well, yeah. it's not all talent. It's also a lot of grit and hard work. Like when it's Christmas time, I always say like, this is my summer. I sleep in until eight. It's so nice. But like when it's Christmas time, I'm at the studio at 730 and sometimes I will for multiple days a week, I will leave at like 3.30 in the morning getting things done. Because if I don't finish it, someone's Christmas is ruined, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's someone's Christmas. And well, and you're running, I always, I tell people this, no matter what you do as an entrepreneur, artist, photographer, right. something that's not accounting based, newsflash, you have to have financial statements and right. you have to file a tax return, you know? And I think that's great if they can some, not that you would get out with your money right. accounting and be like, oh, I can just go. Uh, put but you stuff just in. would but feel you need, confident. You have, a, you have a base knowledge, right? Yes. So 
Uh, we have a lot of, and I'm going to pick on dentists for a second, but I find that when you go to like dental school, this is totally off the, but it's very specific, but then they get out and they have all these student loans. Right. And then guess what? Now you're trying to run a dental practice. Right. And they're trying to run their own practice. And that's a business as much as business. it is, you it's know, your practice. I say the same thing about nonprofits. I'm like, it's a business. Like it might be yeah. a nonprofit, but it is still a business. Definitely. And so I think that incorporating that, but I mean. You have a lot of drive. It sounds like I can tell you have a lot of drive and determination, right? And Thank you. And clearly, <laughs> you know, when you said, I just want to figure out, you know, how can I make this work? Right. That took a lot of self-discipline it to did. get up every day and figure that out. It did. And it also takes a lot of, like, believing in yourself because, like, I'm a very, if I could have known from freshman year that I liked accounting, I probably would have never done it. I've never painted, you know, because, or never pushed, I would have always painted, but never pushed this because I really wanted to know something I had was like reliable and like comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I really would have wanted to know that from the very beginning. Cause I like at LSU, I felt like so torn. Like I just didn't know what I was going to be or what I wanted to do. And so it's now I, it ended up working out very well that now I have this very strange major and mix of things to do this work. And I, you know, only ever took four studio art classes at LSU total. But now I have this breadth of knowledge and a bunch of different things that actually has given me a lot of opportunity to like, the way I write is improved. And like, just, you know, being I was actually a history major. So a lot of my stuff is a lot of research based. So I'll do a ton of research before I ever do a painting on what do I want to include to like show it off to the best of my abilities and whatnot. So it's get it's it all works out in the end. Yeah, but no, it is, you're right. You got to have some faith and you got to be I mean, my biggest thing is I'll have a fear of failure. And right I, that, you know, that would that would that holds me back. Okay, so one of the things that you put on here is that you you specialize or you focus in upscale child portrait side of business? Yeah. I'm not sure if I know what that is, so can you? Yeah. I get what a child portrait is. But so like, when I started, I was doing like a lot of pop art, which is really popular right now, and I really love it. But, you know, things ebb and flow, and I had been looking for what was going to be like my kind of bread and butter, you know, like that's maybe some of like the commercial side, what works. And then when you're an artist, you kind of have to figure out what's going to be like your bread and butter your commercial side, and then maybe what's your fine art. So I'm still working on what the fine art's going to be. I have an idea, but it's one of those things I'm like, I've got to keep it so close to me until it's ready Mm -hmm. because I have not even, all I've got is like a series of sketches of what I think that could be. But so I've been doing portraiture and last year for Christmas, I'd been asked to do a few people's child portraits and I had done them just like one off. And then, um, Victoria's toy station in town was like, we think we could help you market this. Like you tell people to come here, their kids will be here. They're going to want to pick up a toy on the way out. And all these people will come get a child and you can like market doing child portraits as Christmas presents. And so I was like, okay, I I think that could work for Christmas. And I was like, I'll open it up in September. I'll open it up for like 20 spots. I'll keep the spots open for like two weeks. And then if it doesn't work out, I'll take other things closer to Christmas because I knew Christmas was going to be busy. Well, over the weekend, like the spots filled up completely, like before they could even, I could even understand, like I had 20 spots for child portraits and we opened up on a Friday morning. I think by Saturday afternoon, every single one was full. Like they, t- they call me like Friday morning 
at like 10 and they were like 11 of them are already taken. Okay, that's incredible. I, I got to back up the trolley here for a second. So these child portraits, like the kids They're like full there paintings. And you're painting them? No. Okay. I would never assume a kid would okay. sit still. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I will take a photo and now I take my own photos if I can because I've actually gotten the opportunity. Do you know I Wander Photography? Yeah. They do photography courses yeah. and I will sing their praises all day long. Shout out to Aaron. Aaron and uh, and they are just like the nicest people. And his course was super tailored. Like when you do the course, he reaches out and he's like, what are you here for? Because it's a lot of like grandmas to moms who are like, I've always had a nice camera, but I've never taken auto- off automatic. And then there's a lot of kind of people my age to like 40-ish who are like, I kind of want to use this maybe for my business, maybe just for me, maybe just for my friends. Um, And so I reached out to him and I was like, look, I want to be able to take portraits to be able to paint from them. And I want to be able to take flat lays and I want to help producing my own photo shoots in a studio that has the smallest window in the world. And he was like, we've got it. So the whole time when I would talk to him, like he gives really constructive homework and like very constructive criticism Criticism doesn't even feel like the right word for how Aaron talks because he is, like, the least negative person in the world. He truly is. He is, like, so positive and wonderful, and his wife is, like, such a ray of light. Like, they are just and two so of the cool. sweetest they're people. So, like, they're so cool. So cool. <laughs> I think they're the coolest people, and he would come up and, like, really work with me. So now I'm able to take the photos as well on my own. I'm actually taking the intermediate course this August because I did beginners. Like, literally, I was like, I haven't taken the camera off of automatic. I was ch- shooting all of my like flat lays outside in the full sun because I was like, this is the way to light it. Mm-hmm. And then I can t- do it on automatic. But yeah, so they are from a portrait that I'll take. Sometimes they'll already have gotten like a recent um, photo session done with their child. And I work with that, which is great for me. I love when another photographer, I can work with them. Um, and then I do a portrait just like the one y'all saw of the Brittany that mm-hmm. I gave y'all as a gift. It's in the circular frame and it'll have a background where we decide what works best, like maybe for the child's personality or style, like maybe they want to emulate the wallpaper that was so special in their child's room when they were growing up. So that way, like as they grow up and they want to destroy their room with painting it, you know, hot pink or whatever else we all wanted to do when we were like 12. Yeah. They have that vision and then they can keep it going and keep it as well. And so it's like very custom portraits of the children where we work like really closely with the parents and even sometimes like the children will give them ideas which I think is the sweetest idea and so I started doing that and then that has now been I didn't know how it would go and that has now become something I'm super interested in because I always loved little kids and I'd always thought maybe one day I'll be you know work with little kids in some capacity so it ends up working out really well because I get to do the photo shoots with them and then work on it and then give them this like beautiful keepsake that's supposed to be super special okay see i still have other questions yeah of course i don't want to daily squat about how this works all right so do you draw and then you paint it in like that what you gave us what is the uh, yeah what is the i was gonna say no and i was gonna say i think we need a moment for that cory just like like, mentioned it before we do that okay you need to know process because i need to talk yeah okay so that's a print so that is um i will make an original painting so first i'll take whatever image it is and I will create a sketch, a concept board. I'll come up with the whole idea of how I think it should come out in the end, especially when I'm working with a parent, like sweetheartly, if I was going to work on one with you. I know, and I have a question, actually. <laughs> I'll ask on air because other yeah. parents might have this question. But of course. after we explain so how to do So if we were going to work on one with Hartley, <laughs> and now she's old enough, she might even have her own opinions, we would pick a photo of her 
go back and forth on the photo, go back and forth on the background, come up with a concept board. Then I'll take that for a few months and I will go in my studio. I'll sketch it onto the canvas, paint it, make sure it's like very detailed. It has the background, share things as I go with the parent. And then the final image is a hand painted. I use acrylic and a few multimedia things just because I'm just not patient enough for oil. I'm a very patient person. No, I cannot be patient enough for oil. I want to work and I have so many projects going on at once. I can't handle the like mess. And so then it's a painted circular canvas. A lot of people think they're paint on plates and they'll call me and they'll be like, if I bring you my own plate, is it cheaper? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how to start that conversation. They're not plates, they're canvases. <laughs> and it is not cheaper if you bring me your own canvas because I need to pick the canvas because I'm so picky. Um, and then I will give it back to them. And then like you saw with the Brittany that I gave you all as a gift, I can also do um, prints for grandparents. So I'll take the nice photograph I take of every child portrait to save from my own like thing. And I will edit it and make it like a print. So if you want it as a grandparent gift or oh, a godparent like gift, yeah. you can give them a print of your child as a gift, which has turned out to be a very cute Christmas gift. I had one mom this year do like 12 of them. And I was like, every aunt and uncle is getting Get a child it. portrait <laughs> of this sweet girl. And this is why I'm asking these, this level of detail. Of course. Okay. Because these are really good. Thank you. I mean, I'm not just saying that. She's so talented. I'm so proud. I did today. Like, well, I, took, <laughs> I took four studio art classes, but I really like accounting and did it. Like this to me looks like someone who had a lot of. Tr- I mean, right? I like, definitely were like I could do accounting and maybe hours. just paint on the side. I'm like, okay, but this isn't a painting on the side. Like this is I've actual artistry. So I've always been art is like my favorite thing, but I've always been someone who. I like attack things almost in a way. Like when I was little, I had wanted, like my little siblings did sports and I was like, I want to go to painting camps. So my dad would still make me do a few because he loves sports. And I, I did love my time doing sports. I was not the most successful um, or even super successful, but I loved it. But I always loved like painting on my own. So like for years when I was little, I would just like paint all summer long, like come up with like characters or faces or draw from like magazines a lot. Like I would get the 17 magazines and draw like Kendall and Kylie. And this is before the Photoshop. So they looked completely different. And um, my drawings <laughs> on them. right there. Yeah. Like if they saw the photo I did with them, they'd be like, Kirsten would be after me. She'd have it on um, the internet. But like I was just like focused on that. And then when I went to high school and I worked with Nicole Lane, is the art teacher, she I she saw from the beginning how invested I was in it. And I would do summer classes so I could do more and more art classes. I did every single class she ever offered except ceramics because I am the worst at ceramics. But I was always like very focused on doing the best I could at a lot of what I do. And that comes off a lot, a lot in my art. Like, I was a very all-AP student, all honors. Like I said, I do. I did student council. I was on cross-country. I really like doing as many things as possible, and I really like winning. Like, you know, I like <laughs> to be successful, and I like meeting people and doing all these things and having a lot of experiences, but I love the feeling of, like, accomplishment, maybe, even more than winning. Have you ever and taken I, the Enneagram? Yes. What are you? Oh, what am I? I'm definitely E. Wait, ENFJ. Well, that's the, uh, what's that? <laughs> Myers-Briggs. That's the Myers-Briggs. Oh, wait. Yes, it is. Oh, the Enneagram was the four is colors. The no, Enneagram is a number. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. These are four. In, so many uh, different the things. four colors. I, yeah, I it's emergent. I'm a two. Oh, you're a two. <laughs> I am a two. But I feel like we're very different. Yeah, that's so funny. I'm very two. 
I feel like in some ways. But yeah, I love the Enneagram. I like all those types of things. <laughs> yeah, what were you on Emergenetics? That's the four oh, colors okay. that we And that one, that was the funny one because... I always say me and my little sister are so different. We took Emergenetics and we had. See, the I'm same thinking you're red out. and yellow. I was all four. And oh, I was like, you know, sense. and you can be up to like, it was like 95%. Like, yeah. they'll only say 95%, but it's really 100. I was all four at 95%. Wow. And then like 95% gregarious. And I don't remember what the other ones were, yeah. but I'm very like have my brain in a lot of different things. Like, I'm very analytical, but I'm also very creative. Mm-hmm. But That's I never right. saw myself as, like, an artistic creative person just because I didn't like the whole... I was never the kind of person who, like... I don't know. I found myself being more organized creative, and that's what I think comes off in my work a lot because there's so much detail that goes into, like, you know, telling the story of... Whether it's a child or a celebrity that I'm trying to, like, get the story across, there's so much, like, intention and thought behind what I do to produce a piece that I feel like that comes across in my work. Like when I do a child portrait, I want like kind of you to see it and think of the story. Like I recently did a pair of siblings and I liked working with the mom, figuring out we did their portraits to match, but not exactly and match their names. But they both had butterflies because she had been like working through infertility when she had both of them. But one of them had a name, one of, I won't say both of their names, but one of them, her name like um is pearl in another language so we did that one with butterflies and pearls and then the other one was an ivy plant and so like I don't know I like the intention that I put behind each piece and why are we doing this and making people happy but also like it's almost like a research-based project each singular one I mean I'm just looking at your Instagram and thank you so much it's just I mean it's very fun. Impressive. Well, Instagram is not fun for me. Instagram is not fun. Okay, I have to work I, on it. I, I will I will only post one day a week and I'm like, I really have to do it because like that I mean, I look at my Google Analytics all the time and like that's where fifty percent of people find me is really? from Instagram. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So um really quick question that what is TSG? The Scout Guide. Okay. I have seen TSG popping up on yeah. the page. Johnson. Yes, I love her. Um, we yes, have she, an idea coming up soon. I'll give you all a little clue. Well, I just Ooh. met her for the first time a week ago because yes. she came over and did a makeup she consult for me. She is a ball of fire. She's I so love fun. her. Oh, yeah. She called me yesterday to follow up. Oh, my gosh. She's so <laughs> I had fun. a question on when I was going to, like, there was, I mean, she's going to come on, but I just will yes, do a plug you will for her. Need to call, come Holy her moly. It was the most detailed two hours. Like, she was detailed. Oh, yeah. I was like, I can just tell that you love Y'all won't need a co-host when she comes on. She'll be like... She'll take over. She's She's amazing. I'm going to come on your podcast. Oh, I'm so excited. She's so fun. She has an idea for her new studio. Okay. She wants to do, she loves my Marie Antoinette's and she's like, okay, I want you to have Marie Antoinette one hand holding a cigarette, the other hand holding an ice cream cone. And she's looking like she's so over it. And I'm like, Paige, you're crazy. I love it. I'm yeah, doing it. I was like, I see it. She well, was like, I, I totally see it. I think she was featured in the Scout yes. Guide. Yeah. yeah. And so you've been scouted this year. Yeah, that was a really, really cool opportunity. It's super cute. So I had always thought, like, I was like, oh, I, I love, love what the Scout, scout Guide. guide yeah, I don't know what the Scout Guide is. Do I need to oh, know? Oh, I'll give you a little breakdown. It's very great. So and this is going to be another future guest right here. Is the, yes. the And it, it's been, what, like two years? And... I'm blanking. It's Kylie. Are you yeah, making notes? Are you making notes I'm making notes of people guests. that we're giving shout outs to, but then I'll also make a note about this. Yeah. Guys. I also think the so photography she's so awesome. Oh, first one on my list. Okay, Aaron. go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and y'all should definitely have his wife on. She has the most amazing story. She's I won't so even... I, I'll yeah. tell you about it off air because you need to hear it on air. She is so fantastic. I She did a talk at St. Joseph's while I was there recently when I came back for like a career day 
And I was like, you're making me tear up. You are so wonderful. But so the scout guide reached out to me. Kaylee Porcelli retook it over, I think, in the past two oh, years. So like, like, location? Yeah. Is that what it is? So is it's it like based a on two two five or kinda. Okay. So it's a one a, once a year publication Ooh. of Ooh, that's so like exclusive. Yeah, it's a once a year publication of um, small businesses in an area that are very like intentional and very big and they cater to like these impressive projects kind of thing, basically. And so they make the scout guide as if if you were going to visit um, Fairhope, Alabama, and you wanted to have a sense of like, what are some local things here that are kind of upscale? Like what shops should I maybe go see? What restaurants, if I'm trying to like have that kind of experience, you could look through the whole book. And so she asked me and we got lunch and I was like, okay, I am like 23 right now. I just started my business and she's been super comfortable with like helping me put everything on. Like she helped me come up with all the ideas of like putting on the photo shoot and having the photographer come and like, she is super wonderful. And the whole project is also so you can connect with these other small businesses and find opportunities to do things. So like there's a child boutique called, um, mini macaroons it's the cutest thing and like we're working on some stuff together me and Paige are working on some stuff fig and dove colleen Marcus back mm-hmm. y'all's recent interviewee mm-hmm. was in it and so um it's been a really great experience and it also has a national branch um so that way the nationals like if you ask nationals to promote like a big event you're doing or something that could be you know done more than just in baton rouge like you can do that but also if i'm doing an opening and i wanted kaylee to help me market it through the scout guide I can market it to people in Baton Rouge who are interested in following, who are really invested in supporting small businesses in Baton Rouge that have a lot of intention behind them. So, like, it has an interesting, like, following. Yeah, I just subscribed to the newsletter. Is it an actual print thing? Yes, I should have brought one for each of y'all. I'll... I'll well, I mean, because, Cora, the, the print that you brought us is not enough. Yes. <laughs> well, the fun thing is, so they order tons and tons of them. So, like, just at the opening... She was like, you want a box? Go grab a box. And it's literally like a giant box. And I've been giving them out to like all my family members. But I have a bunch of them at the house. My mom keeps putting them in different places because it's my first one. Yeah. We're already actually discussing what's going to be in the next one, which is so fast because I feel like I just, you know, got in this one. But it's been a really great opportunity. That's and so exciting. Yeah. So I've had a lot of great opportunities already in the Baton Rouge area, which is awesome. There's just so many people who are really here ready to support especially other women I will say like support other women and find ways to like make things work for both of you whether it be like a small business who wants us to like collaborate on something where I have works there just all sorts of different opportunities in the area and see I think that's what keeps me in Baton Rouge even though it's hot as right whatever outside (laughs) right but I do appreciate that and I think sometimes we or me because I've been here for so long, probably take that for granted to a certain extent. Like if I would yes. live somewhere else and I've never lived anywhere else and I always put the caveat, I'm not saying this, right. but I think the culture is different and the community is different, you know, whereas here it's like, Cora, you are a rock star. Like right. what can we do to help you get to where you're like, people are even, very supportive. Even probably another female painter that would be here would probably right. be the exact same way. Yeah. Like how do we help each other? You know, I've had so many opportunities like that. There's so many opportunities with business and art and stuff there's not a lot of like I'm sure knock on wood there might be some but like other artists in Baton Rouge understand that like things are so diverse in Baton Rouge and different interests that just because they we both paint it's not 
people are coming to different ones of us for different things. So, like, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of, it's not taking away from me when someone else is doing something. Like, um, I don't know if y'all know Beth Shopta. Y'all should definitely have her on. I know I'm just shouting out people y'all should have on. This is why when somebody asks me if we're going to run out of guests, I say no. We'll no, you won't. She guests. is phenomenal. So, she works at LASM, but she's a painter, and she does these beautiful... I won't give it all away, but she does these, like, really intricate drawings of, like, mothers and children, but it's all the story of, like, how generations, like, separate from each other and, like, you know, the passing of time, like, between grandmas and children, and they're, like, super detailed. And, like, we converse all the time because, in theory, maybe we're competitors because if a parent wanted to get their child portrait done, they could also go to her. Mm -hmm. And she does these really intricate drawings, and I do the paintings, but we understand that, like, someone if someone is interested in the way I want I'm doing child portraits it's going to be like colorful bright full of color it's going to have like kind of that classic style but kind of bright and vibrant if they're going to her they want that detailed like meticulous drawing that's like you know got like its own feel to it it's got Mm -hmm. like that vintage look and so we've been able to like talk about stuff and communicate and she's just phenomenal and like she's think 29 so she has you know years ahead of me of ideas and she is so years young ahead of no, she is so old not really <laughs> i guess not really years ahead of me i just think i'm like i have no idea what i'm doing yet because i've only been painting like <laughs> professionally for one year so we're just jealous it's okay. yeah we, we are we're just, just talking yeah. about how like the time between high school and now has right so quickly like well i'm like I've i'm only one year into business and i still realize like I've, i'm like oh wait i've never set up my phone voicemail that is so embarrassing and like she's already kind of like in that next step that I see like in galleries and doing those kind of things and she's still so welcome not let alone people like Colleen Waggisback who you've had on who've given me like so much advice who have been in this forever you know well I always had like a group of wedding planner friends when I was wedding planning and had my business and we were straight up in competition with each other you know those of us that were at similar price points with right. a similar aesthetic and process. Um, so I'm sorry I don't have the tea today because we had like a network and I still get lunch with my wedding planner friends. Oh, and so particularly like shout out to my friend Amy of Weddings Tailor Made. And um, she also, sh- she's quite the talker and has a great story to tell and is very interested in being a guest on the podcast as well. Yes. But she and I still get together. And the thing that we used to say to each other is that like, we know what the other one is going through. Yes. Like, even though other wedding vendors understood aspects of the business that were frustrating or difficult or whatever, but, like, nobody understands a wedding planner like a wedding planner. Yeah, right. You know? And so even though we were in competition with each other for clients, we never let that be part of our relationship or the focus. In fact, if I was booked, that's who, you know, that's who I sent them right. to, you know, things like that. And um, so it just – it was – it's a great, and like I said, we still get together for lunch to talk about other things, but then when she needs to, you know, get something off her chest about something that's going on in the wedding industry, right. it's like, I'm not that far removed. Like, I remember what it was like, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, I do the same thing with TPA business owners, Kate, <laughs> because I can't talk to anybody here about it, you know? And so we're competitors, but it's good to have the, that, those networks and that connection. Yeah, it is super wonderful, like, the network that arises between... Like yeah, people small in the business, business owners, yeah, but who like do different things, but they still kind of get you. But, I don't know. It's but I will wonderful. say that's I have found over years of ex- many years of experience, Cora, that 
you and I, you're a business owner, I'm a business owner. And so let's say you end up expanding and getting employees or you're right. trying to like, you and I could have a conversation strictly about running a business, even right. though we're doing two completely different exactly. things. The, it's the same concept. Right? I always say it's really wonderful. Uh, my boyfriend works or he and his friends started a software development company out of college because they had won a few competitions and they were working with IBM and they decided instead of getting employed. And I'm like, I don't know if I could not date someone going through the same thing because he understands like when it's Christmas time there's no Tuesday date night there's no Saturday hanging out all day if he wants to hang out with me it might need to be he's sitting in the studio while I'm painting you know and like he really can understand that and I can also understand that like in some ways what we're building right now is gonna like have so many games in the future Mm -hmm. that that needs to come first you know we we still do a lot together but you know like what happens with business needs to come first and there needs to be like, it's not just a career for like what we want to do, but it's like building a future. If this is going to last and you're starting it at 23, 22 for him, he's um, in my grade, but a year younger, it needs to be a lot of work right now when there's no kids distracting you and there's Mm -hmm. no mortgage over your head, you know, like this needs to be the time where you are building and building. And even his dad is a small business owner and I'll call his dad with questions. And he is like, the most fun guy and he will answer anything and he will give me like great advice that it's like talking to your own dad, but my dad has no idea. Like he'll call, my dad will call me and be like, so have you heard of Instagram? And I'm like, yep, dad. And he's like, well, they have stories. Do you use stories? And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I've heard of that. Cause I can't, he's trying so hard to get involved. He's so like, my dad is so like left brain or just that kind of guy. And he's like, I also heard that you can link things. You can put a link in your bio that goes to your website. Would you do that to make sure you have that? I think that would be important. I'm like, check on that today. I will do it today. (laughs) You know what? Check it right now. I did it while we're on the phone, you know, like, and he's so proud, but it's, so it is wonderful having a network of like different people who still get, even though we have, I have nothing in common with a software development business, but we understand each other and like a lot of the things that arise. But I think that was interesting what you said about your boyfriend, because my husband also owns a business. It's a yeah. construction company. And we, I'm, I'm kind of with you that, and not that, not that clearly if he didn't own a business, we couldn't be married, but it is but nice. It is different. It is nice because like if I'm working at night or if it's a Sunday and I need to pop right. open my laptop, like I, now that he's gotten really busy and, and really taken over that business, um, I don't get the, I mean, there's boundaries, right. but like, he, I'm like, Hey, I need to like work for an hour and a half. And he's like, okay, that's fine. I get it. Cause sometimes he has to pop open his laptop, right. you know? And so. that's, he totally gets that. Like we were at the beach with his family and he got that, like, look, I'm going to wake up at the beach and we're, you know, you do what you need to do, but we both were like getting up at seven 30 so we could work for a few hours before we were doing his family beach yeah, vacation. Family Cause like, if we don't do it. Who else are we expecting to do this work? And if I have a week at the beach, I can focus in on computer stuff that I won't prioritize when I have a million paintings yep. in front of me that need to be done. And so, and it's if you very, love it, if you love what you're doing, I always tell people it this. goes like, by so fast. If I'm at the beach, sometimes I'll take like a conference call with the client because. I mean, I don't do it with all of them, but like, I right. love our clients, you no, know, exactly. or like this and the beach to me is just one of those places that it's easier. Yeah. Digressing, it's easier to get like getting some work done in the morning, like set your rest of your day up to be able to right. do this. Every day I felt like I had co- accomplished something I was working on. Especially those tasks that you kind of like yeah. can't do on a day to day basis. Cause I had been working on, like I said, I had started the child portraits, but now I'm making that like a more of a focal point in my business and you know, 
I wanted to make it a very clear way when people order them, they know what they're getting. And so I had been working with like this new manager at the Small Business Development Center, who's, they're super wonderful. And she had talked to me about making a package and I spent like the whole week working on this, emailing back and forth with her. Yeah. And I was like, like I was so accomplished. I was just like, this is something I've been meaning to do. And I have no paintings in front of me that I can distract myself with. This is something I need to focus on that is... I need to get to it, and now I've been able to work on it, and it's all done. Me, Lainey, and Kate, we need to go to the beach so that we can work yes. on our podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. I always say, I'm like, I want a beach retreat. One of my friends is, um, like, an Instagram manager, and I'm like, we need to do a beach retreat where we go, and we, like, brainstorm and think of creative things, like, do a five-year plan, but at the beach. But at the beach. Yes. Well, the way, the way to do that, I hate to say, it's just hard to do it with day-to-day stuff that right. like. We have a partner retreat, and we go to that partner retreat, and I am not distracted at that partner retreat because we are right. all talking about all these things we need to do. It's so much it about mindset. feels so good to get away. Like, physically remove yourself right. from all of the distractions. Especially because, like, my studio, we actually – so I had been looking at studio rental space like anyone would, and then I realized it's $1 million for anywhere <laughs> that I wanted. And then I also – like I said, I worked till so late at night during Christmas and stuff – And last year, my house, I had been really lucky that there was basically an extra room that couldn't be a bedroom. And that was my studio. My roommates were cool with it. But in the new house I moved into, I didn't have that. And so we actually renovated the upstairs of, like, my parents' house. So now I have, like, a studio space, a sitting space, and then my sister's bedroom are now the upstairs. So the whole... So it is It is great. It is a little funny because, like, I go to work, but it is at my parents' house, Mm -hmm. which is, like, strange for now one day it won't be like w- when I'm, you know, making more and I want a studio space or when I move into a house by myself where I can plan out like the next house I move into will have that big sunroom again with yeah. like that. It's my studio. But right now it's funny because like when my mom gets off work, I'm there for an extra two or three hours still working and she'll come upstairs and she'll be like, I just wanted to sit with you. And then she'll take like the loudest phone calls. With, like, <laughs> right. Great, yeah. <laughs> and she'll be like, oh, you're going to want to hear this, Cora. Aunt Terry is calling me. And I'm like, no, I'm working. I'm working. And then she'll be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I'm like, you didn't even put it on speaker, Mom. Like, you know. <laughs> but it is wonderful having, like, every day my mom gets to come upstairs because she's always been, like, my biggest, like, supporter. She would have loved to paint it, but she is not someone who does art. Uh-huh. But she is, was an art history major, and she has always been, like, my biggest fan since I was two years old. And she was like, yeah, when Cora was a baby, she didn't hold the Crayola crayons like a dagger, she held them like a paintbrush. Like she was like born with this, and like she'll tell people that. And I'm like, that's so sweet. I think you're making it up. Um, <laughs> hey, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Like, roll with it. But she's always been my biggest supporter, so yeah. it's really awesome having her. Like when she gets off work at five, she comes upstairs and comes and sits with me, and she'll be like, "What do you want me to do? Do you want me to like paint something for you?" And I'm like, "Need you." Yeah. <laughs> If you put down the paintbrush, put it, put it down. <laughs> She'll be like, I think I could do like the dots. And I'm like, no, 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 no. no. You're like, no, <laughs> what you could do is just go back downstairs and I will be down there. Yes. That's she really does cool. a lot of, she'll do the full color background. So like on the Brittany, how you saw it was pink in the background. Yeah. She'll, I'll have her paint in the background oh. color when it's like a, it's a flat color and she loves to do that. Oh. That's her big favorite thing right now. So I like, like that. she'll yeah. be like, what's next? Who are you painting next? And I'm like, I don't have anything next. Just <laughs> let me, I'll call you when I need to. Yes. But she is like my biggest help in the world so it's wonderful 
Kate, what uh, questions, before we wrap up, because, Corey, you did a fabulous job of going through almost all of these things on the questionnaire, but I, I wanted to of course. I wanted to read verbatim, after you ask your questions, okay. the what Cora listed as advice for her listeners. Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say her oh, color, yeah. because that... You do whatever you want, okay, but I, but, I, I want to end it with that uh, advice, because I thought that sounded... I was that, like, this could be in a book. Yeah, we'll end with the advice. The color cracked me up, because if you say, like, Kate, what's your favorite color? I say yes. pink. And but I'm like that's what I say too. And I'm like oh it's pink but it's really white and gold. But I really wear all black because that's so slimming. And yeah, Cora's will... favorite color was a paragraph. Right. Yes. It's a literally a paragraph. I was like that was terrible. But I would write it again. You know, referring to the color is that Mar- Marina Mar- Mist. Marina it's Mist. Like, if you look at like, which is all a warm toned light blue. Yes. <laughs> I was writing it I and you. I was like no one cares. And I yeah. kept writing. No, you know, no I love it. No, Marina Mist is like the color I will, if anyone doesn't know what background to do for, especially like boys or little girls, I'll be like, oh, if you want a blue, this is the best blue. It's called Marina Mist. And it's like my brand color blue that I use a lot. It's like a folk art paint. You can buy it at Hobby Lobby. I buy it like literally if I could buy it in gallons, like I go through it so much, but it's like my favorite one. But yes, I love, I will wear anything that's all black. My friends make fun of me because they're like, you're the least like girl who wears black person I've ever met, but that's all you wear. And I'm like, no, it's, it's an Audrey Hepburn. It was installed at me too young. Yeah. That was, you know, my first like favorite movie when I was little was Sabrina with Audrey Hepburn and the one with Harrison Ford, two of my favorites. Like, I'm like, all black just always makes you look clean and classy. I wore it It'll today. stand the test of time. I know. I'm like, I'm, it's a summer black. And, you know, <laughs> but anything I, like, pick, I always pick white and gold. And all my paintings have white and gold. I just think, like, those colors make anything shine. Like, putting a little bit of gold into the hair of, like, someone with blonde hair will make it look just, like, a little stronger and a little brighter. So I love that look. But I always, I, I always go back to that. I love that. Okay, yeah. so my I needed to give attention to the fact that Cora brought us gifts. She yes. it's been touched on. She brought us prints of Brittany. Um, Our true Louisiana lady. Yes. That's what I <laughs> the true Louisiana lady. Um, this is not a podcast about me, but like for anybody that knows <laughs> me, like there are great loves of my life, including Ross, Hartley, St. Joseph's Cross Country, and Britney Spears. Right. And I've known that since and I was quite literally like 14 years old, that you were obsessed it, with Britney Spears. And it, you've been obsessed with my Britney painting, and you'll send me like the nicest messages anytime I post a picture of it. You're like, you're amazing. She's so I, beautiful. Well, you teased it originally that yeah. Britney was coming. And when she revealed that it was Oops, I Did It Again, Britney, which is a very important yes. um, Britney for me. <laughs> my personal favorite Britney, like, look. I was going to say, that's one of my favorites. Too. I know. I, I'm, I'm not a huge Britney Spears fan, but go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so, anyhow, I'm. it is going to be a one-day treat myself Britney original car, yes. car bar horse. Um, I haven't gotten there yet. Um, that Britney sold twice in a day. Did I, That's a funny story. Like... Like, I no had surprise. the Britney online, and someone messaged me, and they were like, hey, I'd like to buy it. Um, I'm thinking of buying it. Like, can we call later today? And then when they sent that, someone else purchased it online. So I had to call the original person and be like, hey, Britney snooze sold. lose. Um, <laughs> would you like to commission one? And so we ended up commissioning one. That's and amazing. I, it was so funny because, like, it sold twice in one day. Yeah, that's funny. awesome. Well, they're just so nice of you to bring that print. And I yes. think I squealed when you I did because I'm an idiot first and I opened it backwards and I thought you were giving us stationery with yes. you know and so and then yeah I know this is um I was like oh what a kind gesture like her her art on stationery what a great gift and then she's like flip it around I was like and it she was, was like holding it out to me and I was like turn it around I like <laughs> and it was a Britney it's like okay focus, and, focus, uh, focus, yes 
I'm so excited. Yes. So, um, I, I was saying earlier, my, like, um, love language is gift giving. Like, I love a gift. I love, like, f- and I think that's something my art does very well is, like, when I create something, I work really intentionally to make sure it's, like, the perfect gift. Like, if you're getting something, like, a Louis Armstrong for your husband, like, let's include it so much that, like, when he opens it, he is, like, so excited. Or when you're, you know, if a lot of people will do the child portraits as a Mother's Day gift and surprise the mom, and it's, like, you want the mom to have that squealing, yeah. oh, my gosh, I'm going to tear up reaction, and that's, like, what I want. Whether it's, like, a original that we've worked on for months and you finally see the finished product, or if it's, like, a print that you just got as a gift and you're like that's so sweet that my friend thought of me so much to remember that that I would love this and so that's what I like yeah yes I love it and then okay my other thing going back to um the child portraits is um another kind of like in my mind treat yourself or maybe I'll tell my mom or Ross to treat me to this is like having portraits done of Hartley like I think right now is a really good age she's in fourth grade like next year she goes to middle school Hartley um and so it's kind of this moment I want to capture but in my mind now I want to go back in time and have one of her as like a baby I do that a lot okay so we can go back in time no 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 yes you can go back in time I'm actually working with a mom right now who called me and she was like look my six-year-old girl she is the cutest thing in the world my boys are 12 and 10. I don't care. Like, they, they're <laughs> dirty. They're gross right now. She's like, I want to remember them when they were little. Could we, you know, mm. do I, if I have pictures of them when they were 7, 5, and 3, would that work for you? I was like, it's your painting. We totally, if you have the picture that is, you know, high enough quality for me to get all the features and everything. I mean, it can't be, you know iPhone two pictures or mm-hmm. I don't know when they what number they started with but like if we have like I think it a was good, just the iPhone, the iPhone. <laughs> it was the iPhone I think is that all that they called it I don't know when they started numbering it probably when the second one came yeah out. I didn't get one until it was like five so to me I'm like I have no idea but we because can you work were all because baby. I I had an original iPhone <laughs> yeah. okay twenty years ago I remember like when I was growing up my parents shared one cell phone at a time mm-hmm. like they, that would be we're first growing up like my parents shared one cell phone now like yeah everybody cannot imagine but yeah so I will turn back the clock we can go back in time and we can do that because people I will say people love to do that that sweet spot is really like 10 and under Mm -hmm. I will find especially if they're doing siblings they'll be happy to make one of them older one of them you know a little on the younger side but a lot of people like um specifically like three to seven, I would say. Like, that's my most common, what people ask me to. This is a little tangent before we wrap up, but my favorite, maybe one I've ever done, was um, another St. Joseph's Academy graduate, Riley Bienvenu. She's now Riley Bienvenu Bourgeois. Mm -hmm. She used to drive me to school for a while when she was a senior when I was a freshman, and she, but we hadn't talked in years, and she was one of the first people to get a child portrait, and she brought her baby, and the thing had not a stitch of hair. Like, the thing was in completely, I mean, it was the youngest baby I think I'll ever have to paint. She brought me him and she was like, <laughs> even, I mean, he had to weigh like two pounds. She was like, so are we taking his photo today? And I was like, I have nothing to paint. Like, at my point, <laughs> if I painted his head, he would have been a bowling ball. Like, he yes. was just eyes. Oh, he was so little. Like, I think he was like four months old mm-hmm. when she brought me him. And she was like, I you figure it out. Like, look how cute he is. And I was like, he's so cute, but like, what do I paint here? It's a, a baby's head would be so large. And so I ended up calling her and she had given me this beautiful photo they had done at the beach that summer where they like propped him up and he is like in this cute little outfit with a little crest of like their family crest on it. 
And I was like, what if we did his whole body? And we figured it out. You know, it's always like about creatively finding a way to like do those things. And I was like, I want to paint from his head to his toes. So it's not just one big head with no eyelashes even, you know? And she was like, I love it. Go for it. And that is the number one one people will send back to me and be like, I want this. Like, I want my baby. I want the whole body. I want the tiny little toes and the little feet and the little crest on his outfit. And he became like totally different than like what she thought she like. She just didn't even know what she was going to get. And she was like, I want a painting of him. And I was like, how do I do a baby that can't even hold its head upright on a portrait? And it ended up being the cutest one. He is so cute. I shout him out all the time. I love that. Yeah. And I love your process, too. It is know? a lot of, like, communication with parents because it's such a personal thing. Yeah. And it's so – and I never want the parent to feel like they don't know what they're getting in the final steps mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Like, or what want, they're envisioning and what's yeah. going to yeah. Yes. Like, I want them to know, especially with, like, sending me photos. Like, I want a very clear understanding of, like, what photos – because every mom will do this, like – or every other mom, they'll send me a photo of their kid in the pool. Because the kids in the pool have the biggest, brightest smile. They're so happy to be there. That's the worst picture you could possibly send to me. You do not (laughs) want all your kids' teeth. You do not want their hair matted and their, like, eyelashes all wet. But the pictures are so sweet, but Mm -hmm. they're not portrait level. So it's a lot of, like, communication with parents about, like, okay, today go outside, put them in the outfit you're thinking of. You know, if they live in another city and they don't have the photo ready, I'll even walk them through. Like, let's do a photo session with your kid this is what we'll do. And if they're in to come into town, I love it even more because then I get to work one-on-one and get a sense of their personality. So it is a lot of like communication through every step of the process to make sure we both have a good understanding of what the final thing is going to be and that they trust me enough that they are not scared for the investment that they've made mm-hmm. in the piece. Yeah, and I think that that's important too because I'm not an artist and I'm not creative, and right. I can see me thinking. And they just this don't will, know this what will it'll look be. good. And I mean, I think that's good. That takes yeah. a lot. That takes a lot of honesty and candor. But uh, we are going to go ahead and wrap yes, up so that we don't go too too long and and lose our listeners. But I wanted to put so this advice. A few sentences. Did you just make this up? Yeah, okay. I did. All right. I was writing. Lenny sent me the email, and I was like, okay, I'll get to that tomorrow. And then tomorrow came and went, and I was like, yesterday, I was like, okay, I'm going to write everything down. That's, like, the first thing I did yesterday morning and sent it to her. So, so this is what she says verbatim. But it's kind of something I've always had in my head that I, like, will say to people, but it's, like, something I've said. It's so eloquent, I feel Thank like. You. Okay, so our question to all of our listeners, is there any advice you would like to offer to our listeners? And Cora says, it's not always easy to figure out what you are supposed to do in life, but it's a lot like doing a climb, climbing a wall. Not every step has to be your dream destination, but each little thing can be a foothold that gives you a better view of what may be at the top. Thank I you. I know. I've always said that because, like, if you saw everything I've ever painted or drawn, I didn't start by telling people, okay, $1,000 for this painting. Yeah. You know, you can't possibly. And there were so many things in the middle that I was like, okay, maybe this will be the thing that covers this part of my business. Like, you know, when I think of the commercial side, the custom side, and the fine art side, like through the years, I've had so many things where I'm like, maybe this will be the thing. Well, you just have to see how it'll work for you. And maybe it's only the thing for a while. It doesn't have to be the finality of what you are. And that's why they call job. it building a business. Yes. As somebody who wants to not actually build a business, I want to just like be at the end. Right. But that's why they call it building a business. Right. You just don't know. I mean, for years I was doing um, like house portraits all the time. And for a while I was like, I can't believe people are paying me to do this. And then I started realizing, okay, it really isn't even my strongest talent. It's not paying me as much as the time that goes in. That 
you can close something without it having to be a disaster. It can just be the next step. Like that can be something that pushes you to the next thing. And people will still call me asking for things that I used to do. And I'm totally fine being like, that is not something I do anymore. And that's totally fine. This is what I offer now. Here are some amazing artists who do do that. Mm -hmm. And I will point them in the direction of people who are doing those kinds of things and are even more talented than I had more of an eye for that and had a better system for that. And that's totally fine. And you can be the next thing. You don't have to feel like you always have to be holding on to all these little things to float and do what you need to do. Yeah. I love that. So best way I would say Instagram or your website. Yeah. So I'm actually working on reading. I I'm a, always working on my website but like I said I've been working with the small business development center um that Louisiana offers which is super wonderful if any of y'all are small business owners and um I've been working on just getting my website better and better more professional I redid it completely this spring um after Christmas which is awesome and so that's corbygallery.com and then I'm always on Instagram I'm always posting like what I'm working on that day, giving sneak peeks. Right now I'm doing a sale. It'll probably be over by the time this airs. (laughs) But um, I'm always giving sneak peeks of things people have either asked me about or interested in or the behind the scenes of like today coming on this podcast. So if you want to keep up with like daily new things coming out, Instagram is cora.b.gallery and website is corabgallery.com. And if you search corab. I think I'm the first thing that comes up on Google because Cora is not a common name. Yeah, it's works great. for your favor. Well, it does. Thank you so much for being here. Congratulations on all of your success, and we really can't wait to see what happens. Yes, thank you all so much for having me. Bye.